0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. Dad, I got a weird one today. Uh, um, But, uh, you know, we tend to talk here about stuff I learned from you growing up or stuff I observed. um, And I want your opinion on it. Well, this is something I've recently (laughs) observed. Okay. Um, How much responsibility do men have to be at home and engaged with the family? And the reason I ask this, first of all, you, as a pastor growing up, you always worked from home, so we saw you a lot. Yeah. And I know a lot of parents, uh, they've got to go work an eight to 10, 12-hour job. I know some people, we've got friends that are pilots, and their job requires them to yeah. be gone three or four days a, a, a week, sometimes even longer. But my question is this, I've, I've also talked to a lot of guys, and they ju- it's just clear they don't like being home. Um, and I asked one guy about it point blank, and he's like, because the house is chaos, I just don't like being home because it's chaos. I'm like, what do you mean it's chaos? He's like, the way my wife runs a house the where's the way I would run a house, very different, and I've found the best thing to do is just not be present because then we don't fight about the chaos in the home. I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if avoidance is the best yeah, tactic there. See how from, that
1: works out twenty years from now?
0: So, how much responsibility? I've felt a tremendous responsibility to be home, particularly in the first few years of Elise's life. Five, you know, yeah. Emily, obviously, is a flight attendant, so she's gone a few days a month, but um, so I get that one-on-one time with Elise when she's gone, but. Anyways, the question is, biblically, and some of it maybe is cultural, I don't know, but biblically, yeah. how much responsibility does a man have to be at home, nurturing, raising, I don't even know if it's raising the kids, but just present in the home? Yeah, I'm
1: not sure how much, I'm not sure if how much responsibility is the right way to phrase that. It must be a better word for that. But, I, well, let me just go. I, I was thinking of scripture. Um and this is a kind of a weird one, it's in there, but you know, when a, a guy was married, he was, the first year he was not to go off to war. He was, so it's kind of like you're to focus on your family, to focus on your home for that first year. Uh, obviously that's not, well, I guess it's, it's not practical now, particularly if you've signed up in the military and you, you just say, I can't go because I just got married, so uh, give me a year off. All right, so work, that's, but,
0: that's I'm sure that's not a verse most people have oh, committed to memory. Deuteronomy twenty four five. I, I thought to, that's
1: one everybody knew.
0: I had to Google it myself. <laughs> it's well, in there though, right? 24-5 right here. When a man is newly married, he shall, shall not go out with the army or be liable for any other public duty. Pretty heavy duty, right? He shall be free at home one year to be happy with his wife whom he has taken.
1: Okay. No, no,
0: no one shall take a <laughs> mill or an upper millstone and pledge, and then it just moves on. Yeah, it goes on. That's it. That's random, clear enough. Seemingly random. Okay. Yeah,
1: okay. So biblically, um, a guy's important to the home, okay? Um, I don't know that it, 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 like the responsibility idea that I don't think that's it. Two things, though. Well, first of all, there's physical presence, and then there's emotional presence. Yeah. I know um, you can be there physically, but if you're not there emotionally, because I, 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 we ran into that in our early first years of marriage, you know, I would be there physically um, because, you know, I could tell your mom wanted me there. She wanted me by. I couldn't understand why. Couldn't be there more because I had a real, you know, real demanding job. We were still I was in school full time. I was working full time. And so that um, was it was difficult. But I would make time to be home. But still, I could tell it wasn't meeting the need. And Mm. I don't know. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure I heard this from somebody else because I wasn't wise enough to figure it out on my own. But they said, look, you got to be emotionally present. And a wife can understand that you can't be there all the time because she understands you got to go do this. You got to do that. You got other responsibilities. But when you're there, make sure you're there emotionally. Mm. And in fact, I heard a guy, uh, I think it was Bob Mumford. You know, I mentioned him because, you know, we've talked about him recently. Yeah. Um, And I, I think it was from him. He said he had this... And I I created this too. He said there was this telephone pole that he just, when he was driving home, he would drive past this telephone pole every day. And he just imagined a huge hook on that telephone pole. And every day when he drove by, he would hang up all the office problems and pick up all the home problems, a bag. He just like, he hung a bag on there and then he would drive home. And so he would keep his mind focused on the home problems Mm. and talking with his wife about this and and not necessarily problems because, but just issues and just the, the, you know, kids or whatever the thing is at home. And then when he was driving back to work the next morning, he would, as he drove past that telephone pole, he would hang up the home problems and pick up the business problems again. And obviously, you know, we can't discipline our minds quite that much. You may wake up at 3 a.m. thinking about the
0: office or something, but um, I just, it really helped me because I did the same thing. Which I mean, that's something men are uniquely equipped to do. I think men are a little bit more able to compartmentalize, compartmentalize things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a biological thing. It's not that there's something flawed about yeah. somebody that can't do that. But generally, men are able to kind of separate things into boxes. Women see kind of more the connection of everything. Uh, guys just ignore the connection, but uh, <laughs> it's there. But they they're able to compartmentalize yeah. it. So <clears throat> that that's that's pretty potent because I've been accused of that. Like I'm I'm all about the physical presence. But sometimes she's just like, Emily will be like, why don't you just leave? And I'm like, but I am I need to be here. But it's yeah. the bottom line is I'm not You're there anyway. So I'm just taking up space and irritating people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you saying one time, I think uh, Elise had just, you were d- drove, um, drifting off and she just put her hands, grabbed her f- your face in her hands and looked at you and said, daddy, come here or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I she, can't remember she's the story, pretty but, good at that. She's yeah, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're always on your phone. Oh man!
1: Yeah, no. boy, that is worse. See, I didn't even have that problem when we were there. Phones, you know, weren't weren't yeah. there when
0: we were newly married. So there's the emotional thing, which yeah. <clears throat> let's talk about that because I think that can weigh heavily on a guy. Uh, I it weighs on me. Elise is like, a, a, we were Emily and I were talking about this the other day. We used to before we had kids think. Oh, these poor kids, like if you talk to them, it's just like, they like soak it up. It's like their parents, <laughs> their parents must not listen to them until we discover that kids are a sucking vortex of need, the needs that yeah. you will never, ever fulfill their vortex of need. And so I, I started to feel like a bad parent and Emily's like, Joelle, sh- you, as much as you give, she'll want even more. And I was like, oh man, I had that wrong. So it's challenging You got two, three kids that all want a different. Yeah, you want you to interact in a different way. It can be a lot easier to go. I'm just gonna stay at work till six, and they're about to wind down when I get home. Yeah, Uh, that 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 can be hard because men and the emotional engagement thing that's a guess kind of taxing on us. It is. It is. Uh, You know, and
1: that's where um, that's really the hard work of parenting. You know, um, but it's the, gosh, it's the thing that will provide the most return eventually to you mm. if you invest in your kids it is tough and they will suck you dry and <laughs> and it's it, it's just a part of life. but here's the thing it doesn't last forever i know it seems like it does and you can't see any end into it but i know i was just talking to uh you know your sister uh karis and mike a few weeks ago and i was just saying you realize you're you're when it, when a kid is like um 10 years old they've already spent half the time in your home that they're going to be there.
0: Over, if they leave 18, yeah. yeah, wow, that's intense.
1: It, it's it's hard to believe, because you think of how, how old's Elise at least just you know?
0: turned seven, yeah.
1: And so she's like, uh what, almost halfway point. You're almost halfway done. You're not halfway done raising her, because you keep raising them. Yeah, right. But you're almost halfway done with the time she's gonna be in your home and under your care, and, and it's like, whoa, it just... You know, like they say, with parenting, the days are long, but the years You're, are short. Uh, and uh, it is, it really is. It's amazing. And so you just need to kind of hump it up and be the man, you know, just g- get t- do what it takes to get through this time. And that sounds terrible because it really isn't getting through this time. Invest, take advantage of this time.
0: And the the emotional investment is, is incredibly taxing, but yeah, it that's is. What, I know at least just every day, dad, will you play with me? I'm like, ah, I'm so tired, you know, and I, I want to wrestle, which is incredibly, yeah, um, you know, and the the rougher I am with her the better and it wipes me out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's the element of men don't necessarily feel competent yeah. to handle the emotional needs at home. And oftentimes they feel competent at work, I right. think. Um and I think that's why a lot of men just don't like to be at home. They're like, I yeah. feel more confident doing a skill. Men again naturally are like that. More again, this is stereoty- stereotype, right. but yeah. in general, men. Um, psych- psychologically, the literature shows men prefer doing hands-on type things, and women prefer relational things. Again, that's not necessarily the case. I, I actually hate doing hands-on things. Yeah,
1: but but, but it's it's, yeah. it's not the doing the hands-on thing; it's the idea of something you feel competent at. Yeah, If yeah. It's math, or if it's uh, you know, it can be anything. But we we have been designed to need to feel competent. Mm. We need to feel respected. I mean, you see that in the Bible. Um, uh not too many years ago uh Emerson Edgerton or something like that put out the book <laughs> Love and Respect and he he pointed out something that's been in scripture for since it was written you know um but the idea being that men need respect more than they need love M- women are not commanded to love their husbands in fact it's weird Titus tells older women to teach the younger women how to love their husbands and their children and you go what Uh, Don't women, you know, we always think of the mother's love. No, women need to be taught to teach, taught how to love their husbands and love their children. Whereas men need respect. Women need to be cherished. Men need respect.
0: So is that from 1 Peter 3 where it says, wives, respect your husbands? Are we talking Ephesians 5.22 where it says, well, that says wives submit to well,
1: your husbands of the Lord. For the I'd say the Lord. Ephesians is what I'm referring to, but it it's in there multiple times okay. because it's so important.
0: Yeah, yeah. That. So there's multiple references. they're the, using specifically the word respect, which is interesting because I mean that is pretty. Cl- I, I would say most men would say that I'd rather yeah. be respect. You know, some of men say I'd rather be feared than loved. Yeah. You know. Because they see fear as an aspect, aspect of respect. Of respect, yeah. yeah I would yeah. I would say that. I you know I don't care if somebody's like, oh, I love you. Well, that's nice. Do you respect yeah. me as somebody who is competent. Uh, again, it comes back to that competence thing. Yeah. Uh, I think most men are like that, and that's which is why uh, so many bar fights start over. You were you disrespected me? You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am disrespecting you.
1: Yeah, because it it's is.
0: such an important thing for men.
1: It is. It's very important, and and more than being cherished, whereas a woman. And here's the crazy thing about it we tend to look at that and go, oh, that's just a man's ego. He needs to deal with his ego. I Mm. believe it was God implanted there. Because if it wasn't, the Lord would have said, men, get over it. You don't need to be respected. But that's not what he said. He said, women,
0: respect that man. Fulfill that need that was implanted in the man to need respect. And honestly, I mean, the greatest the person you want to be most respected by is the person that you love the most would be yeah. would be your spouse yeah because
1: that's how a woman shows a man love you know it's not the way that you would show another woman love
0: yeah well that's a whole other rabbit hole we'll have to talk yeah. about that thing. Yeah. but that, that, that that's a good point though because if a man comes home and doesn't feel respected he's not going to want to be there very long yeah and i mean what are i mean there's a lot of ways you could, a guy could not feel respected at home and, yeah you know if if you come home and you just feel like belittled or.
1: Yeah. And you don't know how to deal with the kids, yeah. you know, and especially uh, when they're young and you don't feel like you can do anything. I can't nurse them. I can't do anything. You don't, or you don't want to, you're really tired. She's really tired. She's been running around with the kids all day. You're really tired. And so it's easier to just avoid it.
0: That's it. That's an interesting way to look at this too, because one of the early battles Emily and I had, we've learned to kind of hash this out was I would feel disrespected when the house, her level of clean, clean, versus my level of clean, clean to me is everything bleached, literally like, yeah. like just clean, nothing I on counters. And I would feel, I remember saying that at one point, and I was kind of revelation to me saying, I feel disrespected. Yeah. And then she would get mad and she'd be like, do you think I haven't been doing anything uh, all day? You think yeah. I've been sitting at home doing nothing all day? And I'm like, okay. And we've learned, she's learned. And I, the thing is I've learned she likes that too. It looks different for her when I've cleaned the house For it means I thought of her. Yeah. But for me, uh, the, keeping the house clean means it's a respect for me having a space to work and operate in when I get home. She knows whenever I cook. I actually love cooking. I do most of the cooking at the house. Um, and I love it, but she immediately knows if I'm going to cook, I'm going to freak out if that kitchen isn't clean before I start. So that's uh-huh. the sign of respect for me. And that's an interesting thing because I have heard a lot of guys say, when I get home, I feel like the house is chaos. You know, she lets the kids run wild, but when the kids run wild like that, it just stresses me out. And I'd rather not be there than have an argument with my wife over how she's keeping the kids in line. And I mean, I've had multiple men tell me this uh, that they say. They say that's the battle is, you know, I've got a free, my wife's what way they call them, free range parents. It's like, uh-huh. just let the kids run wild or whatever. And he's like, I don't want that. You know, I didn't grow up that way. My parents yeah. had a very strict order. And so there's this conflict, but the easier way to avoid the conflict with your wife, who's already worn out, yeah, is to just not talk or just to not come home. Yeah, I think...
1: I can't imagine a woman who wants the kids to just be wild like that because it it may not stress her out, but still she's not going to be stressed out if they are under control and quiet and orderly either.
0: Yeah. But a lot of people have a higher threshold for that than like, I have a low threshold for insane kids, but some people are like, well, kids are kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) But I'm saying that
1: it may just, you know, there may be a time when you kind of need to, as the guy step up and say, okay, here's what we're going to do here and work it out. Again, you have to work it out together because this is a team thing. And, um, but, but I'm saying if you step in and calm it down, I can't imagine the wife's going to go, it's too quiet around here. These kids need to be climbing the walls more.
0: So how do you know when it's out of balance that you're not spending enough time present at home?
1: Uh, I think your wife will let you know that. Mm.
0: But your kids (laughs) as well. I mean, uh,
1: well, when your kids, when you know it through your kids, I think you're, boy, you really got a lot of making up to do it's you've waited quite a while when, when yeah. you start seeing them the kids. That's and,
0: the tragic thing is a lot of men realize too late. They were away. Oh I hear that from, not from a lot of guys I've counseled. I'm like, yeah. how's your relationship with your dad? It's good. What was it like growing up? Well, he just wasn't there. Yeah. Like he wasn't mean. He wasn't cold. He just yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. And you're like, okay. So, you know, and it's kind of an ambivalent relationship. Um but that that is a challenge. Emily and I have the reverse problem of most people. And I think this is a challenge that's arisen for a lot of people too with the new working from home dynamic yeah. that started. A lot of people have gone permanently to working from home is Emily tells me, you need to leave the yeah. house. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> me? <laughs> Last fall, I was going crazy. And she's like, get out of the house, go on a trip by yourself. Uh-huh. And I did. And it was a great thing for me. A perspective booster kind of lifted it. But it's, it's just an interesting thing because it's a fine balance of being there and then. Yeah. Um, and and in what, some ways, getting away and doing my thing made me even more present when I got home. Yeah. Because I was so tired when I got home. All I just wanted to do was just check out.
1: Well, you mentioned that, you know, that I worked out of the home quite a bit when you were younger. And. It was the same thing. You know, it's like, gosh, I need an office. I need a place I can get away for your mom's sake. Yeah. You know, it was the same thing. I remember
0: we converted that patio into an office for that reason. Yeah. So that
1: I could have a place that we could kind of get away. We couldn't afford to rent an office and we didn't have any kind of a decent place uh, with the church there. Um, And so- The only problem with that is that became my favorite place to play Legos. So- (laughs) Yeah, I I remember. (laughs) I think I still have scars on my feet from stepping on them. Yeah, I was like, oh, this
0: floor is solid. I can put Lego houses here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Those Legos, man, they're everywhere. They're alive. They crawl around at night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, back to the, the idea of the respected thing. I think um, guys are going to go where they feel respected. And so it, it, it helps if a wife can, you know, encourage her husband in that. And- um,
0: Meaning- find a way that like what makes him feel respected and then, and then and nurture that. Yeah.
1: And like you said, we probably need to do a whole new another topic on that because it's such a crucial thing that, because what makes a man feel respected is not what makes a woman feel loved. And it's just the opposite. So a woman is trying desperately to love her husband and he thinks she doesn't even like him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the man is doing everything he can to express his love to his wife and she's just like, it's just going over her head. And so, yeah, we probably need to talk about that more.
0: Communication in marriage. Maybe we need to bring wives in here on that one.
1: Uh, no, because they would mess it up.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier when things are one-sided. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they so, would tell so, stuff yeah. we don't want to hear. So so the bottom line is, uh, it's something you need to pay attention to. Like, yeah. And specifically, your, your spouse, your wife, for men listening, your wife is the barometer for that. And if you're the wife that's listening and saying, yeah I am a little irritated with my husband when he gets home. uh it might be a conversation you'd want to bring up uh, something as simple as, hey, uh do you like being here? We had kind that's, of a actually silent that's kind time. of an yeah that's kind of yeah. a little intense way to ask. It. How would you ask that properly? I would be offended by that <laughs>
1: we, we we developed where there'd be a little silent time. I just needed some time down when we got home just okay, okay let me let me readjust let me uh, let me I meant to hang my bag up on the telephone pole, but I ended up bringing it home with me right so let me give me some time to adjust here. And sometimes a wife needs that too, you know, so it's kind of like whoever's the most fragile. It's, you know, you, you give into the weaker vessel. You,
0: but the bottom line is it requires a engaging with the issue. Yeah. if you, as a man are going, oh my gosh, I'm dreading going home. And you feel that within you, there's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Because it shouldn't, that that's a sign that something needs to be addressed. Not healthy. And remember, too,
1: it is worth the investment and it will not last forever. So even if it is sucking you dry, remember, it is only for a season.
0: Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Berleson.